What's up, guys? Um, welcome to the show where we talk about sports from popular yet abstract angles. Um, we like to look at sports more from a human perspective and a little less as an entertainment outlet, although sports are pretty entertaining. Um, and so today, this is our first episode. Um, we're just kind of filling things out a little bit. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what we do, who we are, and um, kind of give you a breakdown on the different categories of our blog uh, and maybe some find some ways for you to get involved. So um, with that in mind, I don't really have a schedule for this thing. This podcast is pretty new. It's pretty much just going to be whenever I can get to it is when I'll do it. Um, you know, I'd like it to be every week, but realistically, it'll be more like every other week or uh, just whenever I can find some time on a weekend or Saturday or Sunday or something like that. So anyways, uh, to give you a little bit of a background on myself, um, my name's Kyle Richards. I'm a graphic designer by day. I design websites mainly, but I do logos and really anything that comes through my work where, where I work here. Um, and so I, I went to the University of Idaho uh, where I got my undergraduate degree in graphic design. And in my senior year there, they uh, talk about, or the, in, in your senior year, you do a BFA project where you, you can do any project you want for the entire school year um, as long as you're writing a thesis that goes along with it. Um, and so <clears throat> in that BFA project, I developed the idea for abstract sports. So this has been a long time in the making. The Our website launched just back in November of 2016, so it's relatively new. It's still in the infancy stages, and we're always making it better. But to give you a background on where it came from, I have to talk about my college stuff. So in my senior year, I had to develop a project, and I, I knew when they said that we could do whatever we wanted, it was going to be about basketball. Um, sports have always had a pretty important place in my life. Um, I played basketball um, and football, soccer, all other kinds of organized sports, whether it's flag football or indoor soccer, YMCA basketball, you know, that type of stuff. And that was really awesome for me because I, it gave me a chance to meet some friends, um, but I was also developing, what the heck was that? That was loud. But it, it also helped me develop myself as a person. And that's kind of where abstract sports became a thing. But anyways, I played basketball, organized basketball, all the way through my ninth grade year of high school. And from there, it was like, you know, I'm not getting any minutes. I'm just bench riding. They put me in sometimes when they need a three-pointer, but more often than not, I'm just sitting on the bench and I thought maybe I should just focus on my grades. So that's what I did. I quit basketball and that's probably like one of my regrets I have, but at the same time, it was the best decision I made because I went on to college, got my degree and I'm happy with what I'm doing right now. So, you know, it all worked out in the end. Also, it doesn't help that I'm not a, not six feet tall and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. If I was taller and I had more dry, I don't know. I don't know. I could have been could have been bigger in basketball, but I'm glad I focused on my grades. Um, that's always been my thing anyway. So, so I went on to college and, um, in this project I was developing, um, for my BFA, it was pretty, pretty crazy. At first you just kind of start making a whole bunch of stuff. And for me, I was just making a bunch of stuff relating to basketball. So one example was, um, uh, like I, I watched a game, like an old game of Michael Jordan. And basically 
I just traced his path wherever he went on the basketball court. So I made some printouts of the basketball court and I just started tracing his path wherever he went on the court because I thought that might produce something interesting. It would look kind of cool, but also maybe it'll, it could reveal something about how teams could have defended him better or where his hotspots are. And, you know, obviously, and, and that analytics will probably show you all those things, but I was just trying something out. I was experimenting. So, you know, that was one example of a, a thing that I did in the process of getting to, to the beginning of abstract sports. Uh, but I did a lot of logos, like fake logos and, and deliverables for companies that had to do with basketball. And it wasn't until the project got personal to me that it it really started to take take on something important to me. I don't know. I don't know how else to phrase that. Like, it wasn't until this project got personal that I started developing really awesome work um, for my BFA project. So... Basically, I, I long story short, I developed, I developed a uh, a reward system around the intangibles in sports, and it was meant to be for like the for youth, um, kids who are developing in sports, um, and that's that's just kind of the route that it went because you can't really reward a high school team, or well, maybe you could, but like a college team, you can't reward them for their intangibles because they're already so far developed that they know those things and they're just kind of in the thick of the game. But I was trying to like pinpoint like kids who, who would like to have something pointed out that's not numbers on a stat column, um, but it can also help them in real life. So things like, um, just to name a few, you know, things like leadership, attitude, effort, development, support, sportsmanship, you know, all these things that are really important in life and not just in sports. And so I developed a reward system around that. I made packaging project or a, a packaging piece. I made uh, pamphlets and stuff. I made printouts. I made all kinds of stuff. T I took photos and it was, it turned out to be really cool and people really liked my project. And, you know, when I graduated college, I was like, I wish I could make this a thing right now because I want it to be a nonprofit. That's just kind of the direction that it's going. And so that wasn't able to happen, but abstract sports is sort of a, a means of me starting out. Um, and eventually I can maybe start a nonprofit around this idea, but the blog in abstract sports is meant to create a discussion um, about these abstract angles in sports that are sometimes more entertaining to me and other people I would, I would argue, but also um, talk about those intangible assets that are more valuable in life than they are. Um, you know, than numbers in a stat column. So that's the beginning of abstract sports. And back in November, uh, <clears throat> me and a coworker, we both launched our own sports blogs and we didn't really know where it was going to go, but we both know that we are super interested in sports. So we would never get sick of it, right? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to figure out this camera angle because it's all backwards. But like we, we, we would never get sick of anything that had to do with sports because we've talked about them our entire lives we played sports our entire lives so I started abstract sports and I, like it was really hard to come up with a name because I wanted it to be creative and you know abstract is kind of it kind of sounds like what is that it's pretty obscure but really that's what it is we're not talking about we're not we're not necessarily breaking down games um you know we we can but the idea is we're talking about things that are related to sports, but have more of an impact than just on the court or on the field. And so 
yeah, so that's us, Abstract Sports. <laughs> that's it, guys. We're done here. No, not really. Um, but anyways, today I want to sort of go through each of the categories and talk to you guys about what each category means, what they are, um, and how I think and and I would say our bloggers, any any of our contributors, what they, how we think that these things are important in the world of sports. So I want to start with the intangibles, obviously. That's the that's our staple category. Um, and if you go over to our website, and there's a link in the bottom, it's called Our Story. You can click on that and go through all the different categories and learn more there if you'd like. That's where I'm going to be pulling a lot of this information. So um, anyways, the intangibles. So the idea here is that we are all people before we are athletes or, or teachers or community leaders or graphic designers like myself. Um, but the, com- the competitive nature of sport reveals characteristics that showcase human potential in people everywhere. Um, I call these the intangible assets, um, th- and they, they can't be measured by a stat column. Most of the time, they're more important than stats, um, just because they, can, they parallel real life. You know, leadership is one thing that I keep thinking of. It's like one of the bigger ones of the, of the intangibles, but... You know, leadership is obviously important in sports. You have a point guard who runs the offense. You have a quarterback who calling plays, calling audibles at the line, things like that. Um, but leadership in real life is also a big deal. You know, the reason why you are where you are is because somebody led you there. And I think that's really important. And, there, you know, we can, you can go deeper and deeper on that, but that's just one example. Um but I mean, one other examples I like to think of is like, you know, making a buzzer beating three pointer or kicking a game winning field goal, hitting a walk off home run. Those are all some of the greatest moments in sports. You know, like when the Cubs tied it up with that big home run in, in game seven of the World Series between those two teams. That was pretty awesome. One of the biggest moments in sports. <laughs> but um, having confidence and focus and effort and putting in the time to develop your skills all the way up to that point that's why those players are able to do those things you know what i mean so you know obviously big moments in sports are exciting but the things that help get them there are also important to us people who are not professional athletes and that's where our blog kind of steps in um but if you want to get a a little bit of a synopsis of the project that developed these intangibles and and the rewards that came with those intangibles um, you can, there's a link on the, or you can go to my website, kyleclay.com, and there is a, a project on there called B-Ball, and that has all the information about my project, and then you can see how it differs from where Abstract has taken the intangibles now. Um, so that's the, I guess I didn't talk about the individual intangibles. Uh, they kind of work in pairs, so there's 10 different ones. I could have picked way more than that if I wanted to, but... Um, I feel like some of the other intangibles you can think of fall under one of these categories. So in my research, this is sort of what I fell on. Um, so the first two, and, and so like they're categorized by colors. So I have discipline and attitude. You know, obviously you want to have discipline, um, you know, not, not be getting in trouble. Let me go look up something really quick. I have a better way of phrasing this. Um, let's see here. There it is. So it's okay to show some attitude because, you know, emotional players are some of the funnest to watch. And usually the ones that they're the ones that play the hardest, but you also have to have some discipline. So one example that people can relate to right now 
with all the headlines is uh, DeMarcus Cousins. This guy, he got asked a question recently that said something like, um, do you think that you're emotional enough or something like that? <laughs> it was like, do you think that you play hard enough or something? And he said, I play hard enough to get 17 technicals. And that kind of shows like, you know, he has, he has the attitude, but he's got to have a little more discipline, you know, to, if he can rein that in and use that attitude to the, to his benefit, instead of giving the team other points and possessions with his technicals, things can be really great. So attitude and discipline, those are, that's the first pair. And then we have uh, effort and, and development. So putting in your best effort is obviously what you should be doing. Somebody who exhibits that to me is um, Russell Westbrook. This dude has the Mamba-like mentality. He's trying to kill people by going down the lane with that, with that much speed. And just he tries to kill the rim with his dunks. It's ridiculous. Um, but in order to make that effort pay off, you have to develop your skills to be able to do that you know, developing an understanding of how people are going to react to your speed coming down the lane like that. Or um, like, say, like Le'Veon Bell, he's sort of reinventing the game of, of or the position of the running back where he has a, a hesitation to it. And he developed that just by, you know, practice and executing. And now he's a, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. So that's a, the second pair, effort and development. But then we have support and sportsmanship. So, you know, support, you want to you wanna be there for your teammates. That's what makes a good teammate is you're there for them, talk to each other about personal things, about professional life, whatever it is. Um, so being there for your teammates is really important. I think that's pretty obvious. But having sportsmanship towards other teams and other players is also where real respect comes into play. Um, so, you know, I think sportsmanship is one of the biggest buzzwords in sports, especially when you're growing up playing organized sports. They always um, talk about sportsmanship. And back then you just kind of know that that's you, you shake hands after the game or you like high five each other after the game and then you get treats. <laughs> but it goes a little bit further than that. You know, like, for example, after a big game seven or like a big series in the NBA finals, or not maybe not finals because that's that's crazy, but like a NBA playoff series when when the series is over with, they go over and they they give their congratulations to the winning team, and I don't know I love seeing stuff like that or even just in a, a regular season game NFL MLB whatever it is, when they're joking like teams of like two different teams are joking around with each other they're up, they're smiling I think that's great you know that's what we like to see in sports is people getting along. Um, so that's the third pair support and sportsmanship. This is also going on way longer than I intended, but first time around I'm rabbling. It's tough. <laughs> um, but the next pair is lead, uh, leadership and teamwork. And so this was one that I mentioned before, where obviously being a later, a leader takes a lot of responsibility where you're running plays or you're communicating with your, your team, trying to get them all on track there's a lot of different ways you can be a leader in sports, but, you know, also real life. Um, but then you have teamwork where you're working together. Sometimes you're you're thinking about it. Sometimes it's just part of the game. So, for example, um, I the examples that come to mind are basketball and football related. My big sports are basketball, football, baseball, mostly basketball, a little bit of football. So I talk about basketball a lot, and I feel like people can take that and relate it to their favorite sport. So just let that be known. Um but uh, 
teamwork, I think of, like, say, in the NFL, your offensive line or, or defensive lineman, you know, you all have certain tasks you have to fulfill to try and get to the quarterback. Or if you're on offense, you're trying to protect the quarterback, so you're going different different directions. You're giving getting reads on the defense. So sport or teamwork is kind of like when everybody's doing their job, but they're by doing their job, they're doing the collective goal of protecting the quarterback. Um, and in basketball, maybe that's like one teamwork thing that comes to mind is the Spurs ball movement, for example. Like they sometimes pass the ball more than they dribble and the Warriors are kind of the same way. And that's when teamwork is at its best. You know, players just know each other so well. Oh, excuse me. Players know each other so well that they can just be ripping the ball around around the perimeter without even dribbling the ball, and then they end up scoring points. And it wears out the defense because they're just moving too fast. They know each other too well. So, so there's that. Um, so that's the fourth pair: leader, leadership, and teamwork. And then the last pair of intangibles are confidence and focus. You can pretty much look at any athlete and know that they have confidence. To get to the level of play that they're at, you, they can't just be, you know, like shy. I mean, there are some shy players out there, but you have to have some confidence in yourself to get to that level of play. Um, but confidence comes into play, like, in clutch moments of games, for example, being able to take that shot without, you know, knowing the repercussions if you miss it or um, going for a long ball pass like a Hail Mary having the confidence that your receiver is going to go up and grab that pass. You know, I think there's confidence everywhere you look in sports, but also if, if you get too confident, it turns into arrogance, then you can lose focus and that's where focus comes in. So you can be confident. You just don't want to be too cocky to where you lose focus in the game and you, you lose, you lose sight of what the goal is at hand. And a lot of times that's where some of DeMarcus cousins technicals can come into play. He get he, he gets, it's not really cockiness that turns into him losing his focus. It's like a bad refing call on, or so he thinks, you know, something that just kind of throws him off. And he's like, what? And he loses focus. Technical team gets the other team gets the ball. Other team gets the ball. And all because he lost focus on a certain play instead of just running back on defense. So those are the 10 intangibles. Um, I encourage you to go to the website and check them out. Um, we, we don't have a whole bunch of, um, stories about the intangibles right now. I mean, obviously it's our staple category, so we're trying to build that up way uh, more than it is right now. Um, but also we are sort of in the process of reinventing how we do that on the blog. Um, so instead of there being a category for just the intangibles and then each of the individual intangibles, it's going to be more like, um, because intangibles show up everywhere in sports and everywhere in life, um, we're going to treat them the same way with our blog where there's still going to be a category for them. But if you're in a different category and you're reading an article and you see like a special looking link in the article, that's how you're going to know that it's an intangible. Um, and so you can click on it and a little pop-up is going to show up with more information about how that relates to the intangible and why it's important. So that's the intangibles. That's like our staple category. And that's probably why this one went on for so long because, um, I want to really hammer on the the intangibles of being the importance of this, or like the the highlight of this blog and it being the reason why we exist. So just know that going forward. Um, so on to the next category, and that is category titled "Bigger Than Sports." 
Um, so I think most sports fans, when they hear that, they get an idea of what that means. And so we, we try to curate content that talks about those stories that are bigger than sports when um, sports aren't really the most important thing in the matter. And some things that come to mind for that are like Steve Gleason's blocked punt and how that sort of resurrected New Orleans in their first game back at the Superdome after Hurricane Katrina. Little moments like that that can do so much for a city, you know what I mean? Um, other examples include, like, after 9-11 happened, the New York Jets and the New York, New York Giants, like, united the country by getting wins in their respective games that following week, you know? That's big. You know, that that brings so much camaraderie to the United States just everywhere because... Like, no matter who you're a fan of at that point, you're rooting for those two teams to win because you know the the significance of it. It's like an unspoken rule, you know what I mean? So you're, like, it gives you chills just thinking about it. You're like, we've got to get this. And if we if we don't, that's okay. But, like, we'll, we'll root them on and everything still. But if we get the win, man, it's going to be big for people. And that's kind of how, that's what happened. And then a more recent one in last year's uh, baseball season, um, the sad story of Jose Fernandez um, dying in the in the boating accident, and then literally the next day, D. Gordon, his teammate, one of his best buddies on the team, he comes out, and he hits a tributary home run. Like, he said he that was his first ever home run. I'm pretty sure, if I remember right. And everybody knew what was happening when he hit that out of the park. It was crazy because. You know, he leading up to that, he had he took a pitch in Jose Fernandez's uh, batting stance from the other side of the plate. He took a strike, and you know, <laughs> it's just crazy to think about. He took a strike there as a like a tribute to him, like like miss you, man. And then he gets over in his own batting stance. Next pitch, out of the park. And afterwards, I remember him saying something like, "I had some help on that one." Like. <laughs> Those moments are so cool. Like, I'm giddy right now just talking about them because it's so awesome. Um, but when those unscripted moments happen, you just know the significance because you, you get goosebumps. People might be crying. The crowd's going nuts. Um, but these moments bring a strong sense of unity to the communities that are um, watching on uh, from their televisions or at the game, just in the city in general. Um, so those moments that are bigger than sports, we, we talk about those in that category. Uh, one of my favorite ones because it's just pure human passion. You know what I mean? So that's bigger than sports. On to the next one. It's chasing the ghost. And if you follow basketball at all, this especially this season maybe, um, you'll know where this came from. But this category is named after LeBron's use of the phrase when describing his, per, uh, his pursuit of Michael Jordan. He mentioned chasing the ghost in Chicago. He's trying to be as good as, if not better than Michael Jordan. And that's where he's, he's benchmarking his success. Once he gets there, you know, he can know that he achieved it. Um, and I have an article in the works right now that kind of, it's going to go in the chasing the ghost category, but it's sort of a, I don't know if you'd call it a faux pas. It's kind of, it's, it's an argument against it. You know, there's never going to be a greatest of all time. Um, but you can chase the greatest of all time in your mind. Everybody has their own ghost that they're chasing. Um, I mean, success requires a frame of reference. And, you know, for me, growing up, I was like, man, Kobe coming in the league at 18, that could be me in nine years, you know, when he came in the league. And I was just like, I'm going to try. 
So I started playing more basketball, tried to get better and all these things. And, you know, I ended up somewhere else and that's fine. But because I was chasing after something that I wanted so badly, I was able to use that passion elsewhere. So instead of chasing like Kobe Bryant in, in the basketball world, now that I'm in design, I can be chasing some of the best designers and, um, um, you know, trying to be the best that I can be in regards to what I do. So that's sort of what chasing the ghost is like. You're always trying to improve, um, whether it's you're trying to break a record, like in sports, for example, or um, it can also be discussion of who is the ghost in that situation and who's chasing them. So if we're talking about the category's title and where it came from, Michael Jordan is the ghost because he's no longer a player in the NBA and LeBron is chasing the ghost, trying to be as good as him. So pretty cool discussions happen here, but also some controversial ones. As you can, you know, with my my upcoming title, there is never going to be a greatest of all time, at least player anyways. Um, you could You could imagine the controversy. So that's chasing the ghost. On to the next one. This one is Fantasy Faction. This is f- kind of like a, a group of people who love talking about fantasy sports. Um, you know, we have I have some friends who are huge into fantasy sports. They they run their own analytics on it, their own stats and everything. It's really interesting to see. Um, but fantasy sports have become such a big thing that it's no longer just in sports. Like our friends over at uh, – we have a – my coworker that I mentioned, he has a blog. It's called Dapper Sports. He talks about the Bachelor Fantasy League. So that's a thing. I didn't know that until this year, and he's been getting a lot of hits for that because, I mean, I imagine it's growing. Fantasy sports are always growing. I mean, daily fantasy sports with FanDuel and, and DraftKings, things like that. So, yeah, fantasy sports are big. Don't let the word fantasy fool you. They're very real. Um but I'll just spout some stats out on this that I have on this page. It says, according to the Fantasy Sports Trade Association, 57.4 million people played fantasy sports in 2015 in the U.S. and Canada. What? <laughs> that is a lot of people. And and it's all about sports. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what they're referencing is just sports, not The Bachelor and other fantasy leagues. But that's nuts. Um, but... There have been complete like TV shows and talk shows, like just de- developed around the idea of fantasy sports. So you know they become a big thing when they have that much um, power in the marketplace. You know what I mean? So this is where we talk about all of our um, all of our fantasy sports related content. Need some coffee? Hang on. Oh, that's good stuff. <clears throat> so yeah, that's Fantasy Faction. Moving on. The next one is Sports Platform. And we have icons that go with these, and they kind of help illustrate what they mean a little bit. But Sports Platform is kind of like when you're using your fan base to get a message out there. This can also be pretty controversial because a lot of times it's political or... Um, well, most of, t- <coughs> excuse me, most of the time it's political. But sports, I mean, I'm just going to read some of this stuff off here because I've, I've, I've written it. It's got to be read. Sports are a global entertainment outlet that drives social, economic, and political change. And with the increasing popularity and publicity sports have right now, they can act as a platform to bring awareness to causes of all kinds. 
Um, one of the biggest examples that everybody knows about if you follow sports or even even if you don't, it's everywhere. Um, the breast cancer awareness movement with the color pink, the NFL has accommodated that color for their uniforms for the entire month of October when the season is going. And it, it, it brings awareness that people need to go out and get screened. And that is so big, you know, that, that has gained so much um, awareness just through the NFL. And that kind of shows you what sports can do. You know, sports are important because it's a business and gives people a job, um, pays them, excuse me. Oh, I just burped. That's gross. Um, but it gives people um, something to root for. But like the sports platform, I lost my train of thought there. Breast cancer awareness is huge. That's a big example of sports platform. All right. I think you understand what I'm talking about. But <laughs> uh, to take it a little bit further, professional athletes have a have following that like helps make their voices be heard louder than ever with social media, um, you know, going live on Facebook or even Periscope like we are now, things like that. It's helping them get their voices out there, helping people connect with them. Um, and, you know, pretty much like most athletes have their own foundations and they're using their their income, but also they're following to help put other, more money towards more money and volunteer hours towards the, the movements that they think are most important. And so sports have a pretty big impact on the field as a business and an organization, but they also have a huge impact in the community. Um, and so that's kind of where sports platform comes into play. So we talk about stories there. Um, some recent articles we did there would um, be, you know, if NFL players were presidential candidates, who would be the candidates? What would be their platform? <laughs> so a little bit fun with it there, but um, you kind of get the idea. So moving on to the next one, storyline events. So this one is probably one of our, our more popular. It's one that um, most of our contributors have contributed to um, because, as you know, like every or most sports groups and um, accounts and, you know, people like to talk about games. They like to break down games, who's going to win this one and why. They're going to, like, talk about why this defense has a, has, has a good chance against this offense, so on and so forth. They like to analyze it pretty deeply. And so to make this different for our blog, like, we wanted to have a ticker of sorts on our website that um, shows recent or upcoming games that are important and, you know, so if you go to like any of the sporting websites like ESPN, they have a ticker at the top that shows all the games for that day because they cover sports, strictly sports, um, what teams are going against who, when is the game, and who's going to get the win. That's kind of what they talk about. So I had to make this different for us. Um, and where it becomes different is that we call it storyline events because, you know, it's not necessarily a game, but because it could have been storyline games, um, but sometimes sports aren't exactly games. It's like an event. So anyway, <laughs> that's just semantics. But what we do differently with our ticker is that we're talking about games that we think have more importance than just another game. So, um, you know, like say there's a playoff game, a team's legacy is on the line, something like that. That's a, that's a pretty simple example. Um, but the the ones that I like to write about are like when 
Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant go against each other for the first time having been on separate teams this season. That's a game I want to see because I want to see if there's any animosity towards each other. I want to see if they get in a fight. I mean, I don't want, I don't condone fighting, uh, fighting, but you know, you're there's a certain sense of emotion that comes with that game, and so that's why I call it storyline events because there's there's a lot of headlines going to come from it. Um, it has more importance than just the game. Another example that could fall under this category, which we haven't written about, and I probably will because I'm a Lakers fan. Um, crap, did I say that too soon? Probably just lost like a hundred followers. <clears throat> but anyways, um, another other things that could fall under the storyline events category would be like Kobe's last game where he scored 60. Um, you know, we wouldn't have thought he would have scored 60. So when somebody, if we were to write an article for that game, it probably wouldn't have been predicting him scoring 60, even though Shaq wanted him to hit 50. Um, but we would be like, this is a big deal in sports because one of the biggest icons um, of the last generation is leaving the game after playing 20 years with the same team, you know, there's, it's a high emotion game, even though it didn't have any importance in terms of getting the win because they were nowhere near playoff contention. Um, although they did get the win over the jazz for their 17th win of the season. Woohoo. <laughs> so, um, that's when, you know, it's more important than just the game. It's when there's a, another story that goes along with it. Um, so, if you go to our website, you'll see those on our homepage right at the top. Um, you can go through and read some of our past ones. And then last but not least, we have a category called the outsiders. And in the outsiders, because we were just starting out, you know, like I said, we're just in the infancy stage of being a blog, a sports blog, where um, it's really hard to make a name for yourself in the sports market, especially there's, there's so many ind- independent sports bloggers out there. It's not even funny. So the outsiders is sort of a way of me attempting to uh, connect with other independent sports bloggers and pull inspiration from what they're doing. I feel like every blog does something a little bit different, whether it's their writing style or, um, you know, for us, our big thing is the intangibles and the abstract angles on sports. So I can pull a lot of inspiration from people doing what they do because they, they enjoy doing that for a reason and I can help that can help me think of ideas to make my blog better. So the outsiders is a way for me to be inspired by other people, but also improve the blog. So I started a a column uh, that's um, basically like a a motivation Monday edition of the outsiders where I try like every Monday, I try to feature up to eight other blogs and recent articles that they posted. And this is like me saying, me being like, Hey, if you send me a link to your article, give me a little introduction about your blog, I will give you a link to that article and I'll talk about you because you're taking the time to be engaged with our blog by coming to the blog and submitting it. Um, and then when we give you a shout out on Twitter, we're hoping for follows and retweets and stuff like that. So it's like a mutual beneficial thing where you're getting a link out there for your blog, but we're also helping, we're also getting some coverage for our blog because we're talking about you. So if you want to be featured in the outsiders, go to our website, go over to our contact page and just drop us a line, leave the the link to your article, introduce yourself and your blog. Um, and you know, we try to do that every Monday. If we don't have enough people for that Monday, we'll probably just stockpile articles until we get up to eight. 
that way we're not just putting out I mean I did this once before but I want to I don't want to put out an outsider's article that has just one featured blog on it so if you want to be featured send us your link and when once we hit eight we will share it all to the world and then we'll do the same thing the next Monday and the idea is that it's going to be a competitive process um, people are going to be fighting for those spots and basically because I'm the, the curator of that content I'm going to pick the eight articles that I think fit our stance on sports the most um, but are but maybe also different so yeah that's sort of an experiment right now um, I really like where it's going I just need to get more involvement so if you want to be featured let us know but anyways that's pretty much all of our categories right there um, from here I want to just go through some of the recent happenings on the blog um, <clears throat> So recently, you know, being the graphic designer slash web designer that I am, I recreated or I redesigned our homepage and I plan to redesign the rest of the website too. But um, I redesigned the homepage and it's very slick now. It's got some cool effects in there, but it's also heavy, heavy emphasis on most recent articles for each category. So at the top, I have the storyline events, you know, just like a, any other ticker on another sports website, you'd see them at the top because those games have a time-sensitive tracker on it, like the game happens tomorrow, so you want to read this article now, that type of stuff. So I did a little article about the um, Houston Rockets playing the Pelicans after the All-Star break when DeMarcus Cousins had been traded to the to the Pelicans. Pretty crazy situation, you know, the sports world went nuts when that happened. Um and he took that pretty hard because he was really strongly connected in the Sacramento community. So I wrote a little preview talking about what the significance that holds where there's Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins being on the same team, same NBA team for the first time ever. Um, and also being the first duo since Tim Duncan and David Robinson to average 20 points and tw uh, 10 rebounds. That's pretty big. And that, you know, that's like, Shoot, I don't know, that's like 15 years ago that that was. Holy cow, that's nuts. And so I talked about that a little bit and how they could potentially be making a playoff push where they're contending with about six other teams for the eighth spot. The top seven spots in the West are pretty much, they're not necessarily solidified. They can move around amongst themselves in, in the top seven. But those top seven seeds are probably going to go on because they're about seven games ahead of the next closest team in the eighth spot, being the Denver Nuggets. So... Whew. Lots of stories going on there, guys. You'll want to follow that one. Um, and then on, on the homepage, I also got a little about section. You can read that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see, what's a more recent thing? Um, uh, one of my buddies also just published an article about a week ago. It's titled, Is It Just a Game? And this article is deep. I mean, it, it really does make you question your place in sports and why you root for certain teams and certain players. Um, he has a lot of, um, I don't know what you'd call them, um, open-ended questions that you can think about. And it, it really made me think like, you know, I'm a Lakers fan. I've been a Lakers fan ever since Kobe Bryant came into the league, because like I was saying before, I was super stoked that an 18 year old could do that. And I'm like, that could be me in nine years. And so that's how I'm a Lakers fan. I'm not a, I'm not a bandwagon fan that just sort of, sort of jumped on because, they were winning because when Kobe came, they were not winning right away. You know, it was a few years, <laughs> but you know, there was just a bonus later on when I, when my team started winning, that was really cool. 
But anyways, it really made me question why I root for those teams and what kind of things in my personal life am I associating to that that likement or likement? Is that a word? What? A <laughs> like why why do I like the Lakers? Is it because I like being a part of something big, um, bigger than myself? Like I have to feel like I have to draw the success. The, the good feeling of success from my team instead of my personal life. That's that's one of the questions he asked in that article. And I'm like, dang, that kind of hurts, man. But he's saying a lot of things that sports fans kind of probably know about already. But it, at that moment, it makes you think about it. So go check out that article. It's called, Is It Just a Game? You can find the link on our homepage. It's also a part of the bigger than sports category because he's talking about <laughs> it's not just a game. Like there's, there's so much more moving parts to it. Um... Let's see, what's another more recent one? Right now, we're, we're featuring our uh, one of our contributors. His name's AJ Rupp. He, he's the guy that runs the Dapper Sports blog, if you want to go check them out. He does a lot of stuff with The Bachelor. Um, he, he has cheat sheets for The Bachelor. That's kind of gotten him a lot of traffic lately. Um, but he also writes some, some guest articles for us every once in a while to, um, so he can earn his badges. Ooh, that's another thing I could talk about. Oh, I'll get there. How to get involved, that's going to be an important part of this of this podcast because um, I want to help this thing grow and help you grow as a writer, whether you're serious about it or not. I want to help. So anyways, you can go go uh, check out AJ's profile, see what badges he's earned, read some of his articles. He's He is a content writer for a living, so he's really good at what he does, and he loves sports, so he writes some pretty cool stories. Um, what else? Yeah, he's he's pretty much the one guy that we feature all the time in our outsiders. So if you want to be one of those people, let us know. And again, you can find all this information on the website abstractsports.com. Um So yeah, new homepage on the website. It's pretty slick, a lot of content. Um hope you guys like it. But we also are uh looking into expanding our blog soon. Um I have a couple more categories in mind. One that I know for sure is going to be esports, um, because I just you know where this blog is about abstract angles on sports. A lot of people talk about whether esports should be a sport, should be considered a sport, and so I have an article in the works that's going to launch that category into space. Esports are are growing like crazy right now. Like sports or athletes are buying competitive esports teams because they know it's going to be a big deal. And so I have to get a category going for that, for that launch. So just expect that somewhere down the road. Um, also, we've, we only have articles that talk about three different sports right now. We have basketball, football, baseball. So if you're wanting to get involved um, and you like writing about a particular sport, we can create a new category for you. Um, for example, hockey is a pretty big deal right now with um, it, you know, being on track with the basketball season for the NBA. Um they have the playoffs coming up kind of soon in like a month and a half, two months, whatever it is. And so if you like, if you like writing about hockey, we we can add a category for you and you can write an article for one of our other categories, like chasing the ghost bigger than sports, whatever, or we can create a new category for you. And speaking of getting involved, if you want to get involved, go to our website, abstractsports.com. You can find a link at the bottom of the page. It says submit an article. If you go there, it'll there'll be a form. 
and it gives you some instructions. Uh, we have a, a an FAQ list that you can go check out and make sure that what you're uh, make you just want to make sure that this is for you that that you want to actually do this it answers a lot of questions of how the process is going to go from the submission process to the review process to uh, what happens after it goes live that kind of stuff so just know that you know just because we're starting out we can't really pay our contributors for con for putting content on our blog but rather we're 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 paying in terms of uh, exposure. And I know that that sounds cheap, but this is a side project for me, you know, so <laughs> I can't be paying you like five bucks an article, but um, you know, maybe somewhere down the road if we're super successful. But right now I'm, I'm offering exposure to your blog. So say if you have your own blog, you can have a link to it as well as your Twitter page, a Facebook page, it can't be a personal Facebook page because that's just weird. People are going to go friend you. You don't even know who they are. You want them to go to a brand page where they can follow you, keep up with your content. So, so you get links and you get exposure through us by submitting articles. Um, and you know, once you, if, if I sort of decide that you are a valuable contributor to us, I will reward you. Um, one example is, um, say if you have a blog and you know, because I'm a designer, I have the ability to um, revamp your stuff, you know, and like say you have a logo, it needs cleaned up a little bit. I can probably do that for you. Um, and if you become like a super all-star person on our blog, um, I could probably do more than that. Um, you know, maybe a, a discount on a website, something like that. <laughs> um, so just something to keep in mind. But yeah, you can go submit an article. You can upload your images. Just basically make it look as much like an article as you can. Tell me where to put the images in that article. And uh, I'll review it, get back to you, and I'll let you know it's going to go live. Um, just know that when you submit something through that form, we have permission to publish that. That's kind of the, the whole point of the form. So I feel like that's fair. I need to re I need to create a terms of use so you guys can't pull a, sl a, a smooth one on me. You know what I mean? So anyways, that's a few ways how you can get involved. Um, just to recap, we've got, you can submit an article to our blog as a guest. Um, and you can also get featured in the Outsiders by submitting an article, just like giving us a link that you want to be featured in there. Um, and other ways is just, just engage with us on social media. You know, we're, we're live on Periscope right now. Um, this is sort of a new thing for us. I don't I saw a few notifications pop up as I was doing this stream. So I don't know if we gain some followers, that would be pretty lit, but I don't know. So get at us on Periscope because that's where you'll find us first. We're going to be going live, similar format as this. Um, I'm not sure when or how often. Um, I just had time today and I've been wanting to do this for a while. So here you go. Uh, but then we have uh, also Facebook and Twitter are two big ones. Um, our Facebook is probably our most valuable because we get a lot of coverage there. Um, mostly through my personal friends and family right now, but obviously it's growing. Oh, oh, what is going on here? I need to look at something. Sorry. Oh, we're good. All right. Um, but yeah, Facebook and then Twitter is pretty big. We have our, that's where we have the most followers. We got 101 right now. I know that's weak. We've only been around since November and I've been trying to find ways to boost that. So get at us on Twitter. Um, we love having conversations with people. Like I was saying, this blog is meant to generate a discussion about sports, whether it's about who's better than who 
or you know whatever it is you want to talk about with sports, let us know and we'll reply and follow back all that stuff. Um, and then we have Instagram as well, and that's kind of like a we put stuff on there. I know the the, the Instagram community is huge. Um, on there, I like to just go through and read a lot of the main the main Instagram sports accounts um, posts. And I'll go through and read comments and reply to comments and stuff like that. Try to engage with the sports community in a way that is innocent and sort of passive. I don't know. I think it's it's just fun for me. But anyways, I think that's it. Um, I think I covered everything that I could think of. Be sure to head over to our website to learn more information. It's uh, www.abstractsports.com. Um Send us a message to our contact form if you'd like. Get at us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, Instagram. Um, and we're also going to be uploading this this podcast to SoundCloud. And if you're hearing it from SoundCloud, that's going to sound dumb. Because, duh. <laughs> but anyways, again, my name's Kyle Richards. This is Abstract Sports. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys later.